this is the old show feed for the LGBTQ podcast that gives you news and views from a non-straight perspective. We took the eight out of the name, so the podcast was renamed Not Straightcast, all spelled out as of episode 32. The last episode on this old feed is episode 35. Episode 36 and beyond are now located on the new feed. All the links are located on our website, notstraightcast.com, where you can search for Not Straightcast in your favorite podcast app. Also, visit notstraightworld.com for links to all of our websites. and views from a Not Street perspective. This is Not Streetcast, episode 34, for January 31st, 2024. Welcome to Not Streetcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Becca. Hey, how you doing today? Hey, Joe. What's happening? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Like when we recorded the last show there, it was really, really cold out, if I remember correctly. Yes, it was. Oh, my God. And now I have my heat turned off and the windows open. Yeah, it's like it went from like negative. It it was like negative 10 outside, but it wasn't quite negative 10. It was like the windshield was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To like 50, 60 degrees out. (laughs) It's It's like open up a window. Hey. Yeah, but climate change is a hoax, they say. Uh, yeah, I beg to differ. Exactly. Like, I remember going trick-or-treating in my snow coat and boots and things when we were kids, you know? Or we also got snowstorms. Yes. We haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Like a like a big, big one, anyways. I, I remember we used to have snow piled up, like, taller than me. I was maybe, like, what, four feet at the time? Oh yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I remember that from when I was sidewalk. a kid. Yeah. Uh-huh. The the blizzard of '93. That was my freshman year of college. My spring break, and there was like three feet of snow. Oh God, I was still in high school. <laughs> Don't <laughs> remind me how old we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I can't quite remember that blizzard, but I remember a blizzard back in like it had to be in the '80s. Had to be the late '80s. So. It was just, yeah, I, I think we got them more often, but I don't know how we dealt with them then. Because, yeah. I mean, well, I didn't drive back then. So that yeah. was part of it. I didn't have anywhere that I had to be unless, you know, it was school. And I like I went to Woodland Hills High School and we were always the last one to get um closed for snow days because uh, it had something to do with the school district school buses that like went to several different schools okay and and so if we were closed down everybody else was closed down and oh good so they so they had to like organize and agree Mm. on everything um plus going to woodland hills you know remember how they used to have the uh, we'd have to watch the news to see if oh yeah uh, our school was closed yeah w we're like watching it like the stock market ticker i know yeah watching it scroll by there <laughs> yeah come on, come on, come on. <laughs> 
Come of course, on, the new school high. gets skipped by. Yeah, I, I, I went to Greensburg Salem High School, so we were in the G's. You were in the W's. Yeah, I so took you forever. had to wait forever. Ever. Oh my God. Forever. <laughs> and then to wait all that time and our school not even be closed. It's exactly. Like, Everybody else is closed. You know, but we're it. open. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember one time I went to school and we had a blizzard, and it was like you know. <laughs> yeah it was a mess like we ended up getting to school an hour later they had to let us out because it was like such I, a mess out i know? remember that happening when i was in high school too like mm -hmm. we the bus was going down the hill like almost sideways we got to school <laughs> and like an hour later they're like oh yeah we're closing so now we're gonna send you back out into this with the school buses and the you know, it's, uh... i'm surprised we're still alive yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of stuff online about like older generations, like our generation and older generations being like, well, these kids are so soft. Meh, 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 meh. Well, we're the ones that like made everything easier for them because it sucked for us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, we're, kids... we're, uh, we're the ones that walk uphill, you know, yeah. <laughs> barefoot, nine barefoot miles to get the in school, the snow yeah. both uh -huh, ways. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man oh man but talking about the cold temperatures there yeah it was still cold last weekend it wasn't nearly as cold but it was still pretty cold and ended up going bowling on the weekend oh nice up, yeah you yeah. mentioned something about that yeah ended up going with my friend kinsey we went for midnight bowling there and uh oh i love that name kinsey, kinsey. <laughs> and uh so we went midnight bowling <clears throat> so we went midnight bowling and we had a good time. And honestly, he was a lot better than I thought he would be bowling. So to the point where we bowled five games, I won three, he won two. So, hmm. but one of the games I won, I bowled a 193. Holy mackerel. The next game I lost, I bowled a 104. <laughs> Talk about wildly inconsistent. I usually do better like the first game or two. And then like anything else, like I, I, I gradually get worse. My scores get lower. <laughs> See, I'm weird. It's usually my second game is my worst game because I bowled in the league the next day after we went bowling. And my average is like 131. Okay. It should be in the 160s. I got a new ball. Ah, you're adjusting to. Yeah. yeah. It's taken me forever to adjust to this ball because it hooks a lot more and everything. I throw a hook, by the way. And, uh, I bought a 140, a 97, 141. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hello, you know, but I I will give myself this much here. During that second game where I bowled under 100, I had five splits in that game. So I was not able to get things started. Let's put it that way. I couldn't bowl a strike. I bowled one strike and the rest were open frames. Oh. Yeah, it was just bad. And, you know, and with the five splits and everything there, it was just kind of like, this ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about signing up for the league next time. Yeah, so. you should come join us, actually. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. I would like to do that. I need to do something. All I do is work and come home. <laughs> well, I mean... Or, or work, run errands, really, is what I should say. And then I come home to sleep. Oh, uh, God. I, tell me about it. Yeah. It's like I swear there's not not there's not enough hours in the day anymore. There really aren't. Feels that way. <laughs> Cause it's like, you know, along with, you know, like the business work 
school and everything there, I managed to keep myself pretty busy, you know? Yeah. And just to think, I used to go out and do all this too, you know? Now I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go out anymore, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, neither do I. It's, it's like bars and clubs, and that's not appealing. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me there where it became not appealing all of a sudden. I think after working at one yeah. for like seven or eight years, it became not appealing to me. Because everybody would come in, you know, dance, get drunk, you know, or they're on uppers, downers, sideways or whatever. Yeah. You know. Poppers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that isn't even a drug technically. Well, it is a drug, but it's not very much of a drug. Is it? What is it? Caffeine? Poppers are basically, you know, people sniff them up their nose. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> they're basically, they're basically kind of like the same thing, like a nitroglycerin, kind of like nitro. It's kind of like basically that. It basically, um, the one time I've done it there, because I don't do them because it gives me a huge headache. That's what I ended up getting. But basically, it's kind of like huffing uh, nail polish remover, basically, is what it boils down to. Oh, that, that sounds like a good time. Yes. <laughs> For a lot of people, apparently it is. So whatever. Anyway. Oh, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, here's my fun. So, you know, I mentioned there during the last podcast, I started this business and everything there. And so I'm trying to get all the forms filled out and everything there. And one of the companies had me go ahead here and send in an I-9 form. So I, could, you know, so they could tell them there where to, you know, when they, issue the taxes and everything there where the, you know, who the tax basically. And so I fill out the form and I send it in. I thought everything was good. They sent it back and they were like, no, we need to have the year spelled out month, day, full year. Cause I had signed it one eight 24 and it should be one eight, 2024. So, I mean, you know, God forbid to get confused with 1924, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that why? I, I, I noticed know. that. Like, I noticed that, like, recently, like, over the past few years, you've had to start doing, like, the entire full four numbers. I never did. It was fine, you know? Anyways, so I submitted the second one there with the full year. Then they said your EIN, your employer identification number, doesn't mm -hmm. match. The company. So I'm like, okay. So then I submitted them the paperwork from IRS that said, hey, my EIN, this is basically like the business's social security number. Uh -huh. My EIN is this. It matches my company. So then they sent me another email back and they're saying, well, the address on the account and the address in the form don't match. And my zip code is 15221. And... I live in Wilkinsburg and my paperwork said Pittsburgh. Apparently it can be either or, you know, because basically while I live in one area there, the, the post office is in a different area. Mm -hmm. So I can make it either or and it's fine. That's how mine is too. Like for local stuff, I can put Brentwood, but for everything else, it doesn't recognize that I have to put Pittsburgh. But you Even don't technically that live in Pittsburgh. No, technically, yeah. I'm I'm right outside. Like, I mean, I don't know if you noticed when you were here before the uh, cemetery that's at the end of the street here. Okay. Like, like there's a, a, a gate or a fence that goes, like, across the cemetery, and that fence is literally the city limits. Like, that's oh, the wow. line. 
Okay, so you're right on the line there. Yeah. Same same here. I mean, like my line's a little further. Let's be honest with you there. <laughs> um, it's Edgewood, yeah. though. Edgewood's considered part of Pittsburgh, isn't it? I don't know, actually, to be honest with you. Region Square that. and all that over there. So Region Square is kind of weird. Region Square in Pittsburgh is there's the Wilkinsburg side of Region Square. And there's the Pittsburgh side of Region Square. So yeah. Actually, it actually sits on top of two different neighborhoods, one outside the city of Pittsburgh, and one inside the city of Pittsburgh. So <laughs> anyways, so I emailed them and I explained to them, it's like, hey, this can be either or. And then they emailed me back and was like, yeah, you didn't attach the form to this email. I'm like, you motherfuckers, you have two <laughs> copies of it now. Use that. Anyways, I submitted the form back and they're like, fine. You know, but like, anyways, it was like, email was like, re, 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 re. It's like, it's like the six or seven times we went back and forth emailing each other and just kind of like, accept the damn form already. You know, yeah. I never had this much trouble submitting a damn form than I did with anybody else. You know? One day I'll tell you what my saga was trying to get my hair license transferred to Illinois when I lived there. It, oh, it's similar. Lord. It's similar. So speaking, which this was for the merchandise there, and you got a mug. I did. Yay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually use like regular coffee mugs because I, I like these ones. I don't know if you could see it. It's okay. It, it's like uh, your Stanley Cup. <laughs> sort of. It's it's not a. I refuse joking, to buy that. Yeah, but it's it, you know in the same vein as that. It keeps it hot for a long time. But okay. I do collect. I do collect them. So the not straight cast mug is going to join my Charlie Manson. Don't trust hippies mug. <laughs> I have a mug that has supernatural uh, Dean quotes all over it. If you've ever seen that show, okay. he's freaking hilarious. He has the best one liners. But <laughs> and then I have a mug that it turns into the harry potter marauders map when you put the coffee into it Ooh, fancy <laughs> <laughs> mischief managed <laughs> and then um i have another mug that doubles as a pot pipe Ooh. <laughs> that's that's more novelty than functional but it, it does work i tried yeah, it yeah, once. yeah I, I would imagine there it's like you put coffee in it it's like no don't put coffee in there <laughs> well it's like the what it has like your cup and then you know you could sip and then on the the one side it has like a bowl but the way it's it's built it goes i don't know goes somehow through the mug itself and then okay. there's like a a way to hit it on the other side like you can hit and sip and hit and sip and it's i don't it's, it's a lot of work and i, See, I don't I, I don't smoke pot but basically if i was using <laughs> this mug i'd probably spill the coffee trying to hit the pipe <laughs> That's in the, uh... <laughs> I, see that's exactly what happened to the first time i tried that so i'm like you know what I, this is cool that i have this i can show it to people <laughs> but i'm not using it and, and you know what i usually I drink coffee in the morning and i'm not much of a wake and bake kind of person so don't 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 drink coffee out of this pot mug basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, good lord <laughs> I, I i usually just have like this black apple mug that i've had for like over a decade now at this point it's still in great shape and everything i just drink my coffee out of there you get attached to them oh yeah absolutely yeah oh oh so i met the daughter of a local celebrity last week Ooh. so if i don't know if you're into local art and artists um and those people from the pittsburgh area if you've ever been to an eaton park you've seen linda barnicott's work okay. now what 
now what was really strange is that after my mother had passed away you know my sister had a bunch of her stuff and and my mom was like really into like pittsburgh art and like she had like something that was like kennywood and then she had a bunch of pencil drawings from another artist but she had an original piece of, of the first 500 lithograph prints of a grand view of pittsburgh and and what my sister didn't want it, so she had given it to me, and I, in turn, gave it to a friend of mine that's into that kind of art. But it, it's like a, I don't want to say it's not like a pastel but it's real light colors, and it's, okay. you know, from Grandview on Mount Washington. And it okay, was number one. so it's like one. an overview of the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, okay. but, but that's what she does. She does, like, different, like areas of pittsburgh that are well known and 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 then my neighbor started start dating this girl and i she had me on facebook and i was like looking at her patient i'm like wait a second and i saw her mom on there i'm like holy crap your mom is linda bardicott so i, th I thought that was a, <laughs> a small world you know that right? like, yeah, exactly. my mom had a piece like it was one of her original pieces there was like an uh certificate of authenticity with it and everything oh and, wow yeah so and like yeah she has another one that is um what's the name of that toy store that's down in shady sides crandall crandall's i don't know offhand what the name of the toy yeah, store I, is <laughs> yeah i can't remember but there's one of that and um her mom linda had uh painted her three daughters into that picture oh wow and then she's it painted into some of the pictures too and it's i don't know i thought it was really cool so she's putting in all these uh, different uh, little like yeah uh, Easter little nuances, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and you know and then the same neighbor that is dating the daughter of Linda Bardicott, he gave me an emotional support pickle. Aww, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little pickle, and like it's what's it's, it say? Um, it well, I took it to work, so it's sitting on my desk. Uh, does it say that you're a big deal? It does. It does. <laughs> okay. It says something about like that. I'm all. I'll always be here for you because you're kind of a big, big deal. deal. <laughs> yeah. D I L L. D I L. Yeah, it does say that. <laughs> Fancy dancy, huh? <laughs> I thought it was thoughtful, and I never had yeah. an. I didn't know I needed an emotional support pickle, but I did. I love it. <laughs> That's the kind of emotional support thing to have, actually. It is. So, yeah, because, I mean, there's so many different types of emotional support things out there. There there are. I, I saw this article or a video. This, this lady tried to take a peacock on an airplane with her and <laughs> tried to say that was her emotional support peacock. And I'm not sure entirely how that went, but, you know, good on her for trying. My emotional support llama. <laughs> bring that on the plane oh yeah this is my be, emotional support pachyderm <laughs> my emotional support elephant yep <laughs> hippopotamus <laughs> right those apparently are pretty deadly they are and then yeah. you see so many videos where you see the babies and they're all cute and sweet but they're responsible uh -huh. for hundreds of deaths a year and, and, like where they're native to I oh, think it's Africa. Is that Africa? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think. <laughs> just <laughs> god awful. <laughs> Hold on to your emotional support pickle. We're gonna take a break here. <laughs> <laughs> so in this case here, we're gonna go ahead and be right back to not straight cast after these messages. 
Want to support Not Straight Cast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straight Cast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. If ensuring speed and security for your websites is a top priority for you, then search no further than Vox Onyx's shared website hosting plans. Vox Onyx uses SSD-powered servers and provides numerous site acceleration tools that will make your websites load noticeably faster. Additionally, Vox Onyx has deployed ZFS data storage to shield your website contents from corruption. Also, Vox Onyx will manage the task of migrating all the websites you need to their system at no cost to you. Get started with a free 30-day trial. You don't even need a credit card at voxonyx.com. That's V-O-X-O-N-X.com. Afterwards, it's only $4.42 per month. Visit voxonyx.com to get started now. And welcome back to Not Straight Cast. We're going to go ahead and get right into the news. <laughs> and now our first story. So this week, um, my first story isn't necessarily an article, um, but more resources for LGBTQ youth. That's always a good thing. Yeah. And, and trigger warning. Um, there will be some talk about suicide. So if you aren't in the right headspace to hear anything about that, feel free to skip ahead. The Youth Pride Association is a national 501c3 nonprofit working to promote and foster the acceptance of lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer, and transgender people in educational institutions. They work to address the alarming and substantial hardships LGBTQ youth face in schools. And the website has lots of resources for LGBTQ youth, such as Education and Advocacy Center. There are also programs such as peer groups, support groups, awareness campaigns. And the best part is that it's free. Um, kids, can, free. <laughs> kids can get involved in awareness campaigns and fundraising. Um, they, they have resources such as the Youth Pride Association, now more important than ever, as we see ever-increasing oppression of LGBT kids in schools, including in higher education. Um, only one in five LGBTQ kids have access to LGBTQ-inclusive sex education. Fewer than one in seven know or have been taught anything about LGBTQ history. And now some of these statistics, they vary by geography, of course, with the Northeast ranking high on inclusivity and diversity education. And it should surprise no one that the most restrictive policies are happening in the southern states. A transgender and gender expansive youth face unique barriers to being able to show up and live authentically at school, such as being barred from using locker rooms or bathroom facilities that match their gender identity or not being addressed by their appropriate pronouns or their chosen names. Uh, these negative school experiences have damaging implications for transgender and gender expansive youth and further contribute to hostile learning environments where they feel unsafe and unprotected. And data from present surveys show that transgender and gender expansive youth still struggle to be visible and affirmed in their school. 
So in 2023 alone, less than half of transgender youth were allowed to use the restroom corresponding to their identity. Um, LGBTQ plus young people are more than four times as likely to accept attempt suicide than their peers. And it has nothing to do with who they are or who they love, but how they're treated by their peers and family because of those identity. Now, the Trevor Project estimates that more than 1.8 million LGBTQ plus young people ages 13 to 24 seriously consider suicide each year in the U.S. and at least one attempt suicide every 45 seconds. The Trevor Project's 2023 U.S. National Survey on the Mental Health of LGBTQ Young People found that 41% of LGBTQ young people seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year, including roughly half of transgender and non-binary youth. It's more important than ever for LGBT kids to have resources and places or people they can turn to for support. And if you'd like to get involved or donate to the Youth Pride Association or the Trevor Project, I'll give you the links. If you don't already know, the Trevor Project is also a great resource for LGBTQ kids. Uh, there are crisis counselors available 24-7 to talk or text or chat. Uh, the website for Youth Pride Association is www.y. PAPride.org and the Trevor Project is at www.thetrevorproject.org. To reach a counselor at the Trevor Project, text START to 678 678. You can call 1 866 488 7386 if you'd prefer to hear a voice. And there's also the option on the website if you want to do a live chat. Is 100% confidential. You are not alone. Help is available. You know, and I have to say here, there's a lot more resources out there than there were in the past, especially whenever we were kids. Oh, 100%. It, it's, I don't want to say it's easier because, you know, every election we still have to worry about if our, our rights are going to remain intact, but they they definitely do have a lot more resources. I mean, we had like the gay and lesbian community center and stuff like that, but there yeah. really wasn't a whole lot of, of places that you could reach out to, especially regarding self-harm. Exactly. You know, it, in one hand there, I think maybe back in our time, it was simpler, but there was less resources. Nowadays, things are more complicated, but there's more resources out there, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah, and it's interesting so. how that is, and and I th I think what we're seeing right now is is what the powers that be call an extinction burst. It's because the country's heading towards progress. It's heading towards equality. Yes. It's heading towards equity, um, and the straight white men that have been ruling the country do not like that they are not the only ones at the head of the table anymore. Everybody else has a voice now. Uh, so we're going to see all these restrictive measures come up and which is why I think we're seeing like the Republican Party kind of like, you know, implode upon itself there because it's like they don't know what the hell to do anymore because it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. And like one by one there, there's there's another one um, that's leaving Congress. They're, they're saying that they're not going to seek reelection. And that's a, a few not including george santos if that's even yes. his name you know getting getting booted <laughs> mm -hmm. out and now they're investigating matt gates who's who's also been a big mouth recording the whole MAGA movement and everything he's he's under an ethics probe because uh surprise surprise he had sex 
allegedly with a 17 year old yeah one surprised me there they find out something within there but i mean yeah i one one surprised me either he's like a total skeeve yes as are a lot of the people who are republicans in congress there because some of them are rhinos republicans in name only yeah they are like like mitt mitt romney is not seeking re-election he has had enough uh, of these people and the extremism within the party and you're right it, it's gonna implode like that they're, they're, we're, we're seeing the end of that kind of conservatism you know and that's the thing that worries me there is that basically it's kind of like you didn't see this level of conservatism until george bush took office there and it really accelerated itself under donald trump because i think Donald Trump gave the license for everybody to be, you know, like every at least in Congress to be okay with yeah. being an asshole, basically. Yeah, yeah, and and, I, and this is also the result of a, a twice elected black man to the presidency. You think so? Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. One hundred percent. It's like basically when we swung the pendulum in the other direction. Yep. Yep. And. and they think that that is, you know, against the natural order. Some, some uh, actually said out loud. <laughs> Good Lord. But anyways, it's just, uh, nonetheless, I mean, what you gave us before were very good resources there, you know? And it's like, yeah, we can talk about these resources until we're blue in the face and it won't be enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Folks need to know, you know? And so in this case, I'm glad you brought that up. Anyways, uh, we have a update for our story here about Mums for Liberty or the <laughs> assholes with casseroles. <laughs> you love that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I actually looked that up after the show there because, yeah, I realized it's like, you know, that's a known term for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a but, whole uh, bunch of That's them. the first time I ever heard that ever. But nonetheless, there's an update there to uh, what was going on here. So, uh, basically, uh, uh, we talked about Bridget last time there. This time we're going to talk about Christian, which is Bridget's husband. Oh. He was the former Florida Republican Party chairman. Oh, of course apparently he, he was. May be, apparently he may be charged with video voyeurism for allegedly filming a female sex partner without her consent. The Sarasota police sent a probable cause affidavit to the Florida State Attorney's Office last Friday after its criminal investigation into the woman's rape allegations against Ziegler, because we talked about the threesome thing. This is what this has to do with Yeah. Okay. Oh, so okay. The woman, so the woman went and filed this here, basically. Yeah, so they're starting a criminal investigation into the woman's rape allegations against Ziegler, found that she didn't have consented to its recording. The police investigation determined that the sex in question was likely consensual. So Christian Ziegler who's the husband of Bridget Ziegler, co-founder of the anti-LGBT parental rape groups, Mom for Liberty, was accused of video voyeurism after police viewed a two-and-a-half-minute video on his phone on October 2nd that had a sexual encounter with his unnamed rape accuser. When police asked the accuser about the video, she said she hadn't consented to its recording. The state police office will decide whether to press charges against Christian Ziegler. Police had acquired the video during their investigation into the alleged rape. Video voyeurism is a third-degree felony in Florida, punishable by up to five years in prison. 
The couple's former threesome partner filed a complaint with the police on October 4th, alleged that she was being sexually assaulted in her home by Christian Ziegler two days before. Sources close to the investigation said that the woman had a sexual relationship with both the Ziegler's for the past three years. Bridget was not present when the alleged sexual assault occurred. Bridget Ziegler admitted to having a threesomes with the woman and has been roundly criticized since her organization, Mums for Liberty, opposes LGBTQ content, inclusive policies in public schools. A police affidavit stated that the accuser's allegations that she and the Ziegler's had planned the sexual encounter for October 2nd, but when Bridget Ziegler was no longer available, the woman canceled, saying that I was in it mostly for her. She then alleges that Kristen Ziegler was waiting in the hallway outside her apartment when she opened the door to walk the dog. She says that he came inside and sexually assaulted her. The affidavit said the victim advised Christian did not wear a condom, and he stated, I'm leaving the same way I came in. I'm rolling my eyes if wow. you can't see me. It's just Christian Ziegler, who has been captured on surveillance footage at the woman's apartment, has admitted to having sex with her but claims it was consensual. The victim also reportedly told police that she was intoxicated after having been drinking tequila all day, emphasizing that she was unable to consent. He may have also committed the crime of video voyeurism by recording the sexual encounter without the woman's consent. So... Bridget Ziegler got removed as the director of the school board leadership program at the Leadership Institute, which we had talked about there. Um, also, too, they also voted unanimously uh, for her to resign from the Sarasota School Board, but she has refused so far. So in early January, the Florida Republican Party voted to eject Christian Ziegler as its chairperson. A majority of 200 state Republicans voted to oust and replace him. And they're saying is that we're basically spending a lot of time and energy on this meeting instead of focusing on the things we need to focus on. And that's simply because Christian Ziegler did not do the right thing and resign. State Senator Blasey Ingolia, one of the Republicans who voted to oust him, told the Associated Press. There's been some harm done to the Republican Party of Florida because of this. Good Lord. <laughs> what, what what's the male version of assholes with casseroles because <laughs> he fits that yeah it's it, oh, the, the, that whole situation with the the threesome and everything is baffling to me just because that's exactly what moms for liberty that like they they talk about book banning and all this stuff but they are an anti-lgbtq group and she's having a bisexual relationship with, you know, like uh, the hypocrisy is so real. Every yeah. <laughs> every accusation of the Republican Party is a is a confession. It's complete projection. Don't do as I do. Do what I say. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Oh my god! Yeah, the woman's like, yeah, I was in it for me. Yeah, but like basically her. <laughs> <It's> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, well, I don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it's just like, just, you know, they turn this threesome into a huge mess, basically, you know, just be yeah. freaking honest and, you know, don't lie and you'll get a lot further in life, I think. You know? <laughs> but uh, anyways, they, they always get found out. Yes, exactly. So we're going to go ahead here. We're going to take another break and we're going to be right back with our new segment, not street news after this. 
Discover new intimacy with Eden Fantasies. Dive into a world where your fantasies become reality with tantalizing toys handpicked for pure pleasure. Every item is a tool for either self-love, partner love, or both. Each toy is a high fun and high quality product with a stamp of approval from industry experts and passionate users with a 70,000 plus review base. Indulge without breaking the bank. Save up to 85% off site wide and enjoy free shipping on orders over $50. With In Fantasies, every moment is a confession, a thrill, and a discovery. Visit nsc.lgbt forward slash EF. That's nsc.lgbt forward slash EF. Welcome back. We're going to go ahead here and get our new segment started. This is Not Straight News, our new segment where we give you quick takes on the latest LGBTQIA news headlines. A new survey reveals that 30% of Gen Z adults identify as LGBTQ+. That percentage equals one in four people that identify with the Alphabet Mafia. The report, released by the Public Religion Research Institute, revealed the exact figure to be 28% of adults between the ages of 18 to 25. This compares with 10% of all adults, 16% of millennials, 7% of Generation X, 4% of baby boomers, and 4% of the silent generation. And that isn't even touching Gen Alpha. They don't have much information for Gen Alpha regarding percentages yet, but if social media is any indication, that number will be higher still. We're here, we're queer, get used to it. Right on. Anyways, an increase in sexually transmitted infections in the UK is putting pressure on sexual health services. The local government association has revealed that more than 75% of council areas have seen an uptick in cases of gonorrhea and syphilis since 2017. The organization is now warning that sexual health services in the nation are at a breaking point. As per the LGBTQ Foundation, gay, bisexual, and other men who have sex with men remain one of the groups with the highest numbers of STI cases in the UK. Councils have been working hard to encourage more people to access sexual health services and get tested more regularly to help improve detection rates and catch infections early. A few must-watch lesbian films on Netflix. In the canon of LGBTQ plus cinema, lesbian film can be overlooked, but recent releases like Terror and Eileen are putting lesbian narratives and characters on the map with diverse representation. Elisa and Marcella is one that follows a forbidden romance and is based on true events. Portrait of a Lady on Fire is a French 18th century lesbian drama charting the poetic romance of painter Marianne and her lovable stubborn muse Heloise. And The Prom, which was created by Ryan Murphy, is based on the musical by the same name about an Indiana teen who wants to go to the prom with her girlfriend in a conservative school. With the help of a few desperate Broadway stars, hilarity ensues. And there are some familiar faces in this one. More than 100 men had been arrested as part of a human trafficking sting in Florida. And not one of them was a drag queen. Shocker. <laughs> Despite the state's <laughs> Republican lawmakers attempts to smear drag queens as a danger to children. A three-month sting operation in the state led to 123 men being arrested after allegedly soliciting sex from undercover agents posing as minors. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office confirmed. Among the arrested was a church grief counselor, an elementary school teacher, a nurse at a substance abuse clinic, and a baseball coach. Good Lord. 
We'll be right back with more Not Straight Cast after these messages. Body Jewelry has been in the business of supplying high-quality body jewelry items for more than a decade. They supplied navel rings, nose studs, barbells, nipple rings, any item of body jewelry you need. Their items are crafted from top materials like gold, titanium, steel, and silver, all by leading body jewelry designers. They also provide fast shipping within 24 hours of your order. Listeners to Not Straight Cast can visit nsc.lgbt forward slash body to check out their gallery of products that's nsc.lgbt forward slash b-o-d-y welcome back to not straight cast moving on <laughs> so moms for liberty the minivan yes. Taliban is making headlines again, this time with a proposal to open a taxpayer-funded charter school. God. Citizens of Charleston, South Carolina, are protesting uh. a taxpayer-funded charter school whose six-person governing board will include three members from the local Moms for Liberty M4L chapter. <laughs> M4L, yeah. <laughs> M4L is an anti-LGBTQ organization that has been designated as an extremist hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. The Ashley River Classical Academy is set to open next fall in the affluent town of Mount Pleasant will include three M4L members on its governing board, Chair Tara Wood, Treasurer Janine Nagrodsky, and Education Committee Head Nicole McCarthy. As a charter school, it will largely avoid government oversight. The school will reportedly use the 1776 curriculum, a right-wing teaching plan that downplays the United States history of slavery and racism and has been criticized by the American Historical Association. The curriculum was developed by Hillsdale College, a Christian college in Michigan that has been praised by former President Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for its opposition to leftist academies. Hillsdale College has opened 23 charter schools in 14 states. Ashley River will be its first in South Carolina. Alan Morris, the state chapter chair for the progressive political group Defense of Democracy, called the Hillsdale curriculum a red MAGA hat in textbook form. Another protester, Carol Boer, has told the aforementioned news station, I think that the school would create more little moms for liberties, which I'm sure is the choice. <laughs> smaller, yeah. smaller casseroles. <laughs> <laughs> Snack size. Yes. <laughs> Ashley River Classical Academy is not a Moms for Liberty school, Wood said in a statement to Business Insider. It is one of Hillsdale's K-12 schools, and I just happen to be on the board. That's it. Okay. Yeah, Wood wrote sure. in tw yeah, 2022 that the Charleston County School District is trying to sexualize our children through inappropriate books and lessons. She introduced DeSantis at a state political event last April. Uh, fellow board member Nagrodsky has posted transphobic memes on Facebook, including one that said, I actually wish transgender women could get periods that would end this trans movement within about 28 days. Another referred to the former First Lady Michelle Obama as a guy named Mike, which is part of a larger conspiracy theory pr promoted by conservative pundits that Michelle Obama is secretly a trans woman. Oh, good Lord. For Pete's sake. 
Uh, yet another alludes to trans identities by staying, stating refusing to indulge another person's psychosis is not a phobia. And, and I thought I'd add at the end of this, uh. <laughs> since you got such a kick out of the nicknames, they also are called Clanned Karenhood. <laughs> the Twatsies, the Mary KKK, and the Betty Crackers. Betty Crackers. <laughs> they are horrible. Look. They're horrible. They're horrible, hateful, awful people. Yeah, like I said, it's like the whole entire like uprise of Donald Trump and the whole entire Magna Movement and everything there is basically giving these people free liberty to be bigots, basically. Yeah, yeah. What it boils yeah. down to. Yeah, it gave and, them permission to say yeah, the to quiet stuff this. out loud. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of scary. It's like just seeing, just seeing how many people subscribe to this philosophy. It's kind of like, oh yeah, this person has ninety, you know, indictments against them. There, perfect choice for a president, you know. Right, right, and and support them, like you know, for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And like things that would normally destroy another candidate seem to just bounce off of him. They do, and, and it's clear that there is a different uh, justice system for people with the kind of money that Donald Trump has compared to the rest of us. Like, I have a theory that the police, they, they, they say protect and serve, but they only protect and serve the rich from the poor. They protect the rich from the poor, and I, I will stand on that. It's just basically, I feel like there's like a different justice system. Yeah. Yeah. For him, especially. Especially for him. Because it's kind of like even like with the uh, Carol, like E. Carol, I forget what her name e. is. E. Jean Carol. Yeah. E. Jean Carol. Thank you. Uh, along with like that trial there, it's kind of like the kind of stupid stuff that he's done in there. Pretty much would put anybody else in jail. Yeah. Especially he has just been um, convicted of fraud in New York City in order to pay $83 million, um, but that's pretty much it. He just has to pay the fine and, oh, yay. Every I mean, they're not going to let him do business in New York City anymore. He's been banned, and I, I think his kids have been banned, too. I'm not sure. Don't quote Basically, me on that one. Basically, his licenses to do business in the state of New York are probably going to be rescinded. It's probably yes. what's going to happen there. So Yes, and which is kind of a big deal because New York's been his home base for a very long time. And mm -hmm. um, I just... I know somebody that went to prison for tax fraud. I know somebody that went for prison for three years for tax fraud. <laughs> and he's just out walking free and like millions and millions of dollars in tax fraud like we're talking with him and and he's just still out allowed to do his thing allowed to say whatever he wants like he's had a gag order put on him multiple times and and they're just give him a finger wag for violating and it's astounding just steps out of the courtroom and starts you know just... yeah running his mouth yeah. immediately mm -hmm. But it's also one of these cases or two where it's kind of like, I think like the walls are starting to close in on him. So I think it's maybe he's just getting frustrated. So he's running his mouth even more. In response uh, um, to that. Yeah. He's scared. He's getting scared yeah. because there, I mean, there's a possibility that if he is not convicted of insurrection, then he um, has a very good chance of, of being the president again, which is going to be horrific for everybody. That's not a straight white man. Um, 
but I think what everybody's working towards is if he does get convicted of insurrection, then he is not allowed to hold public office ever again. And I think that that's more the end goal than him going to prison. I'm because just hoping there, he just doesn't get elected again. That's all. Yeah, that's that's. I just want him not to be able to hold mm -hmm. public office. Like if he's out and about being trash, like he always is, that's fine, whatever. But yeah. don't don't allow that man anywhere near the Oval Office, anywhere near the Oval. Like he has so much control over the Republican Party, and he's not even the president anymore. Like, I know. <laughs> Yeah, you would think one time would be enough. You know, now we're going to deal with this again. Yeah, it's like a broken record, you know. Well, they, you know, couldn't stop talking about President Obama and his tan suit. Like, that was the biggest scandal that President Obama had it was a tan suit. And Michelle Obama had the audacity to wear a sleeveless dress. Like, that was a scandal How to dare them. they? And, <laughs> yeah, it's like... and meanwhile, like just look at what's happening now with the republican party and it's like oh it's okay let's just elect him to be the the most powerful man in the world let's, let's yeah. go ahead and do that and let's do it again <laughs> but uh anyways yeah i mean we could go on and on and on about him there but it's kind of yeah. like, it feels like almost like in a sense like a broken record you know? it is it, it's one thing after another with him and it's just yeah. never ending <laughs> anyways something a little more exciting um, so you've heard of Green Day before, right? Of course I have. <laughs> so, I love Billy Joe Armstrong. Like he is one of the few men that I would flip for. Like if well, he showed up at my doorstep and said, marry me, I would, I would marry him. <laughs> Anyways, um, he's more than happy to identify as a bisexual icon. Apparently. God, I love him. <laughs> he's like, I like it. I think it's fucking cool that somebody calls me a bisexual icon. I've seen that before. I'm like, fuck yeah. Armstrong 51 told People Magazine. So the Green Day frontman, whose band just released their 14th studio album, Saviors, first came out as bisexual in a 1995 interview with The Advocate. And he's heartened to see how conversations about sexuality have evolved in the nearly three decades since. So I did not know that he was bisexual. Oh, yeah. Did you? Yep. I yeah. just learned something I learned today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the new album is so good, too. It's so good. I haven't heard it yet there, but like the song I heard, you know, that they were talking about there, Bobby Socks. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's one of the songs off the new album there. So anyways, he goes on there to say, being a Gen Xer, I feel there's a seed that got planted when there was an ear in the 90s when we came up where men were discovering more than just being with other men and being more bisexual. And coming out with that, where it was someone like Kurt Cobain, or what I was saying, Armstrong says, it's way more complex now as far as sexuality. You're like, wow, we've really come a long way. Even though it's still kind of looked at as being taboo, I think people now are a lot more brave than they ever been. I think people are way more open now. So Armstrong has been married to his wife, Adrian, who's 54, for 29 years. And they share two sons, Joey, who's 28, and Jacob, 25. Because of his marriage and family life, some online have questioned whether he actually is bisexual or just an LGBTQ ally. So he goes on to say there, sexuality is always so much more than being the standard nuclear family type of way of looking at things. But I have been married. There's just this other side of me that's very conventional when it comes to my 30-year-old marriage to my wife. 
But I just look at sexuality. It's not one way or the other. And if anybody ever tries to say that, I don't think they're really being honest with themselves. So their new song, Bobby Socks, which the band performed recently at a Sirius XM concert at Irving Plaza in New York City, was initially inspired by Armstrong's nights on the couch watching The Office with his wife, but involved into something of a queer anthem. In a recent interview with the Los Angeles Times, Armstrong voices support for the transgender community. I just think they're fucking closed-minded, he said of the transphobic people. It's like, people are just afraid of their children. Why would you be afraid? Why don't you just let your kid be the way that they are? He's such a spectacular human being. I mean, I give him a lot of props for that there because, I mean, well, first off, coming as bisexual in the 90s there, you know, that's kind of like not the easiest thing in the world to do there because, I mean, what? That was basically the same time that Ellen was coming out of the closet Mm-hmm. And, you know, things were starting to change. I mean, yeah, and, I mean, coming coming out in the 90s, it was a hell of a time. It was like the best of times and worst of times and the uprise of, of the second civil rights movement, you know, regarding gay rights. And and yeah, a lot of um, we, we started actually getting representation in media, you know, like Ellen, like you just said. Yeah. I mean, but I'm surprised I don't remember this from back then. That's oh. the big thing. I don't, I don't, I don't remember this, you know? I don't remember him actually coming. Like, I don't remember him saying that. I just kind of, I don't know. I just always kind of realized that about him. Okay. But he, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been a Green Day fan since the beginning. Okay. Well, but... I mean, still nonetheless, I mean, it's a good thing there. Yeah. I mean, who can't be a Green Day fan, you know? I, mean, I can't say, you know, I was a Green Day fan as much now as I was back in the day. But still, they weren't bad, you know? And they were definitely yeah, the, part of the culture in the 90s there, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was really funny recently. Um, it, uh, it, it, on New Year's Eve, Green Day performed, and um, they were singing American Idiot, and they, they, they changed one of the... Uh, lyrics it um usually says i'm not a part of a redneck agenda but they changed <laughs> it to i'm not part of a maga agenda and like the the maga people lost their shit like this of course is the they first would yeah. they're, they're, they're like this is the first time you're they're realizing that green day hates them like come <laughs> on man they're like they're they're it's a punk band <laughs> exactly yeah like they're, they're uh. like anti-establishment i yeah, listen to um, the American Dream from the New Saviors album. It's really, okay. really good, really good song. I think I will. Well, I know somebody won't be listening to the New Green Day album. It will be our person who's in the moment of conclusion. So, or should this be the moment of concussion? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you'll understand why after I say this here. So, a man crashed his car outside a Bass Pro Shop in Alabama stripped down to his birthday suit and plunged into the giant aquarium inside the store, police said. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so the ordeal happened a few Thursday nights ago in front of a shock shoppers in the town of Leeds, just outside of Birmingham, police chief Paul Irwin said. The 42-year-old Alabama man did a cannonball leap into the aquarium and then stood under the waterfall. He left the water to yell at two officers, then dove back into the aquarium. 
the man eventually climbed over the side of the aquarium and fell to the concrete floor below. Police then apprehended him, the news site AI.com reported. He faces several charges, including public lewdness, disorderly conduct, and criminal mischief. The man was in the water for about five minutes before officers arrived. <laughs> I just had this. Have you ever seen a fish jump out of an aquarium? I've never seen an actual fish jump out of an aquarium, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm picturing. It's <laughs> like just flop. <laughs> 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 and he's flapping around. Yeah. It's like, you know, if there's a reason for not being in drugs, this is it. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Just say no, kids. Right? I mean, just kind of like he would think is like, yeah, I'm going to drive. I'm going to crash into the Bass Pro Shop, get out, get into the aquarium, you know? <laughs> that sounds like a good idea for a Saturday night. Exactly. Yeah, there there was another one where there was somebody on a um, ride at Disney World, I think. It was like, it's a small world ride where basically he like stripped naked and he's walking among all like the figurines and everything. I think I heard about that. (laughs) That's the problem down there. I heard that people getting out of the ride on the small world ride, like getting out and it happens all the time, I guess. Yeah. These two would have a lot of fun, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good Lord. But anyways, I think that's going to bring us to the end of this podcast. Subscribe to us where all great podcasts are sold. Check out notstraightcast.com, which has links to our previous podcasts, our Facebook, Instagram, threads, TikTok, YouTube, and the notstraightcast.com store, which has all your merchandise needs as well as notstraight.news for all your LGBTQ news needs. If you like the podcast, please suggest us to a friend and leave a five-star review in your favorite podcast app. Like us or hate us, we want to hear from you. Email us at feedback at notstraightcast.com or record a message for us by using the send a voice message link on our website. We want to thank you very much for listening to our show. Until next time, have a not straight one. Bye for now. Bye. This podcast is copyright 2024, Rocksonic LLC.